This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagaan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. We are back in our studio from our last week's recording on location where many of our subscribers turned up. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you guys for participating. I'm sorry I couldn't make it a more fancy evening. But I promise the next one will be, uh, we'll have a high tea. They won't just be chai samosa. We should have wine and cheese to make up for this. Achha, high okay. tea is not yoga. High tea French si wine or French cheese. French cheese, Swiss cheese or French wine. Okay, okay. Manisha. <laughs> we shall do that. We shall deduct her annual salary also. But uh, wow. yeah, but next time we shall make it a little more accessible and fancy. But thank you for coming and participating. Today I shall introduce the panel after which I shall make the announcements we have. Uh, but someone asked me, by the way, that Angrez apna lagan or New Zealandry apna hafta nahi chhodte. What does this mean? This person s- says, I'm not very good at Hindi. So, tumhare liye do guna lagan <laughs> for not knowing what that means. Lagan was the tax that was imposed on us Indians by the British. So, if you've seen the film Lagan, it is tax. So, the dialogue was that no matter whether there's a drought or whether there's a death in your family, we will not leave the lagan. The film Lagan is about, you know, we've had a terrible two years, don't... Charges the lagan. But they got do guna lagan. So, while the British used to say, Angreza, we don't leave the lagan, we don't leave the lagan. I wonder if the British actually said that. But on the word hafta, <laughs> because our program is called hafta, but hafta yeah. is also the extortion that goons do of shopkeepers <laughs> every week. So, it's it's a very layered joke, you see. The person who asked, I hope it's clear now. You did, you did come up with this, right? This yeah. slogan. Anything. Really, really good, yeah. Thank um, you. It's really nice. Thank you. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm thinking of how late it is actually. <laughs> Isn't it a little late after some 260 episodes, you guys are finally acknowledging that this tagline is kick-ass? No, I have always acknowledged it. <laughs> She's just acknowledging Manisha it. Manisha is waking up to it. Yeah, because obviously anything that I do is always acknowledged, if at all. This subscriber ke bahane acknowledge hoga, nahi toh nahi hota. So, by the way, in case you're wondering whose voice that was, that is Shelly Walia. She is on our panel today. Shelly discovered podcasts only a couple of years ago. She is currently working as a senior editor, news and podcasts at The Quint. And she is dabbling in areas beyond news. She's an alumna of Columbia School of Journalism. Yeah, Columbia ke baut log aate We're fancy, fancy. Hamari co-founder or my boss also, Madhu's from Columbia. Yes. She's worked with Business Standard, Quartz, and she's an introvert on Twitter, but an extrovert on Instagram. What does that mean? <laughs> Just don't like tweeting all the time. Like, a lot of times I hold myself back on Twitter. That's what I actually mean Insta, by that. Insta, you let it go. Insta, yeah, I don't really care about who sees my photos, who reads my captions. It's I feel it's a more safe zone and also it's a private account. So I find it more comfortable. Yeah, Twitter is a lot more angry and hateful. It is so angry that, you know, like if you... Like, I, I have... I consciously avoid going on Twitter in the morning hours. I would rather consume my news or my whatever from any other site. Just go on the app directly and not like re- rely on the Twitter app. Okay, so, yeah. so uh, yes. So those of you who rely on Twitter for news, maybe you shouldn't rely on News Laundry for news. Not in the early quint. morning, like, later, you know, like late. later in the day. Yeah. So uh, also on the panel joining us from his home in Patna is Anand Babu. Hi, Anand. Yeah, hello. Anand Babu. <laughs> in October, November, but that is for election commission to come up with a schedule. like after Delhi election, Modi ne kha to liya litti chokha. 
he has uh, set the ball rolling with the litti chokha photo that he posted although so someone has said we know that the bihar elections are coming maybe anand can clarify some uttar pradesh ka gustakh has claimed that litti chokha bihar is claiming it's theirs but it's actually a bihar it's a up thing which kind of bihar stole a bit like what the odia say happened Idhin, to the rasgulla is what? that true anand have you guys stolen litti chokha from up and claimed it as yours no no actually is few few years back rajasthanis also claimed that they, they, <laughs> they one party is also a variant of litti chokha so uh, no i i think a gram flour the litti is made from the gram gram flour the, the roasted grams that you have in market so when it is uh, grinded the flour and that is very a very household item in bihar so i doubt their claim Though I don't like liti chokha, and many Biharis don't like liti chokha. The I think liti chokha has been made more popular by non-resident Biharis. Yeah, but I will say this: you know, being an expert on food, <laughs> uh, having directed Ravi on a plate, the only place in the country where you can actually get liti chokha at a dhaba is Bihar. I mean, UP may claim it as theirs. I did not whether it was Kanpur, Itawa, Allahabad, Lucknow. banaras you know we did the whole we did up like through and through i i mean maybe there is one or dhaba but it's not a menu item whereas in bihar whether it's patna or whether it's even in other smaller places of bihar you can get litti chokha in pretty much every restaurant so i would assume that no what i am saying is that uh, it's fanciful positioning uh, as a bihari food has been the work of non resident biharis it is popular here it is a kind of snack here uh, many people eat it but many don't like it also so that is uh, i think true for many famous things uh, yeah. uh, about a region attributed to a particular geography but my best part uh, favorite thing about this story was a uh, india tv reporter found out that मोदी पेड 150 रुपीस फॉर लिट्टी सो ही केप्ट आस्किंग हिज रिपोर्टर इस लिट्टी में क्या है कि 150 रुपए की है जरा पता लगाई why that's too much for litti i think it's too jagah kuch aur dala hua hai how much would a plate of litti chokha cost uh, i'm 10, i'm guessing bucks. 30 bucks 40 yeah. bucks 10 20 yeah, yeah. kya milta hai aaj anand would know i mean outside huda city metro station mil jayega 20 rupaye ka film city mein milta hai 20 rupaye ka it's it's a pretty uh, it's so basically it's mostly it is inexpensive and it is usually consumed by the labor class because it is it really gives you that kind of energy that you need so you actually mix it in a glass like so litti chokha is one variant of using sattu but you can also mix sattu in a glass of water have it and that is actually lunch for a lot of bihari laborers oh by the way i'm from jharkhand oh, i, I was born in bihar so i know everything uh, about sattu uh, uh, the sattu sharbat is very famous yes hmm. yes uh, sattu sharbat uh, uh, it is considered to be good for digestion also yes and and uh, uh, sattu and sattu parathas are popular i really like sattu parathas yeah, i love sattu parathas very nice so in case you guys are wondering what happened to hafta <laughs> let me tell you that Today, clearly we have odd on politics and elections so we are talking my only uh, complaint against litti is that it has completely sidelined other bihari delicacies Oh, such as we should tell that to our prime minister. <laughs> no, one sec. Such as Bihar has great. Uh, Can Rathan dance? Why? <laughs> Please <You>? go ahead. मुझे नॉनवेज में पता है चंपारण मटन मुझे अच्छा लगता है. Champaran mutton. Just no, name a mutton and a place uh, before no, that. No, no, non-veg. I would not uh, like to talk about. I am a vegetarian. Within vegetarian only. <laughs> 
So uh, it has completely overshadowed uh, other Bihari delicacies. And when you talk about Bihari food, Litti Chokha is a kind of cliche. What is the other vegetarian delicacy? Sabudana. There is a very long list. It would consume lo a lot one, of your time. Name one. So it's vegetarian like, and so delicacy just don't go in the same yeah. sentence. Sabudana, she says. Don't saying. go to the National <laughs> Museum. What is Sabudana? Any dana that's not broken is Sabudana. Apparently it's okay. Okay. So anyway, so now we have on our on our panel of chefs <laughs> today we have <laughs> Chef Anand from Bihar telling us about the delicacies of, of Bihar. We have Chef Manisha Pandey who is cooking up a storm in the hills. Give me one Kumauni dish. Bhange ki chutney. Bhange ki chutney. Alu gutka okay. and raita. Bhange raita is a raita is a Kumauni thing. It's a specific raita Before made with Kumau mustard. Have along. you traveled? It's the best. Have you never had Kumauni raita? Bhange is bhang. It's with Bhange ki is bhange that thing. Is, yeah, it's bhang. It's bhang. bhang it's a way. It's a part of bhang. So you guys don't seeds. wait for holy for your bhang. It's not. Bhang. It's just garmi deta. It doesn't uh, like get you high or anything. It's the seeds ah, basically. Chow, perfect for the uh, yeah. Old it's really uh, the best. We have Mehraj from Kashmir. Uh, other than Rogan Josh, want to talk about something else before we get to <laughs> the, the other, other things that are happening in the country. No, no, I mean, everybody knows Kashmir. It's Wazwan and that's... Okay, and uh, Shelly Walia. already talked about the... Uh, Shelly has already spoken about her Jharkhand uh, connection. connection and food, yes. So, uh, Manisha, yeah. what's, w what made the news? What are the headlines? I know what we want to discuss. But let's Trump's also visit, impending visit to India on February 24th is making a lot of news. That's Some today, February 24th. No, no, no. no. Monday. Monday. Today's 21st. Oh, shit. Mm. My God. Okay. <laughs> I've lost. Okay. So, uh, slum dwellers there have been given eviction notices because they're an eyesore. So, they must evict their places. I found this really alarming. A report said that Gujarat is going to spend 80 crore for Donald Trump's three-hour visit Doesn't to scroll. beautify the city. Reuters. It was a Reuters right. story. Okay. Trump's visit may also uh, seal a helicopter deal that's also going around. But apparently, he said that there's no trade on the menu. Yep. Hmm. Uh, so there's confusion about what exactly this visit is all about. Arvind Kejriwal took oath as CM for the third time uh, on Sunday. Um, singing a lovely song from the Kejriwal Gharana of... What did he sing? Sur, Ham Honge Kamiyaab, he sang this time. He stopped oh. singing Insaan Ka Insaan Se Ho Bhai Chara. <laughs> now he started singing this song. What does he mean by Kamiyaab as in Modi will let him work? <laughs> Who knows? Well, they're doing Let that quite well. He met uh, Amit Shah, gave him a bouquet. He told Modi also publicly, I wish you had come, you didn't come, but now we must work together and all that. So there's mm. a lot of bonhomie for now between AAP and BJP. Uh, there was a little bit of disappointment uh, with regards to Kejriwal's new cabinet, especially because there was a survey that said the women overwhelmingly voted for AAP, but the cabinet does not have any woman representation. Mm. Meanwhile, Saurabh Bhardwaj of AAP has decided that he will organize a Sundar Kand recital first Tuesday of every month. He also said that... Uh, we Sundar Kand is a uh, Hanumanji's... Yeah. This thing. It's a chapter prayer. in Ramayan which okay. praises Hanum. Hmm. I mean, okay. praises Lord Hanuman. Hmm. And he's also said that they want a huge Hanuman statue at the Ram Janmabhumi... Uh, temple. Temple. So, yeah. AAP's Hanuman politics did not end with elections. It's ongoing. Uh, Babri Masjid demolition accused are going to hold key posts in the Ram Temple Trust. This is, yeah, I think a bit alarming. Yeah. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Yogi Adityanath uh, has said that not a single person has died by police bullets during anti-CAA protests. But at the same time in that speech, he also said, if someone dies, where can we stop it from? 
So I don't know what he was saying. Whether he was endorsing people who died. But this is also not the first time he's saying it. He's been he's maintained yeah, that yeah. stand that no one died. Even after like reports of yeah. 22, 23 been to 28 deaths. 28 in total, 23 in UP, I believe. Yeah, so, okay, 23 mm-hmm. in yeah. And I mean, it's on video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's been But reporting, extensive reporting. There's video of police going around beating up protesters, injuring them. But there are anti-CA protests who just don't yeah, who, who just deserve it. Yeah, who just deserve it. Uh, Shaheen Bagh was in news because the Supreme Court has sent interlocutors there to come to some sort of an agreement because there's this traffic blockade cannot be uh, some some solution has to come to that and apparently they've opened some road today. And yeah, then they closed it again. Closed. They have. They opened one and closed one. I don't know how many they opened. They opened one, which hmm. is not the main road that, but it is nothing to do with the mediation process that's going on. Hmm. But yeah, they have opened a parallel road which goes to Faridabad. Hmm. But I don't know. I, did this closing of it happening? Like, did I know, it happen I know that they opened one road and then closed it the same day, and uh, oh. that's what the criticism was. That if it could be opened, that means it clearly wasn't because of the protests, because the police yeah. had blocked it. So, so this was basically happened today. this happened yeah. today. The police yeah. had barricaded it, as it has barricaded a lot of places, yeah. like even roads leading up to JNU randomly. Um, so that was today. I'm just yeah. in case you guys are wondering. Today is the 21st of February, Friday. On Sunday, a section of students from Jamia Millia Islamia released a video on Twitter, which showed the police lati charging students sitting in a library. This is uh, comes after repeated denials of the police that they entered the library and lati charged. Uh, there were counter allegations by the police saying that those sitting in the library weren't really students; they were rioters. And there's lots to discuss in this because yeah. some news channels erroneously showed that students were holding stones. Which were wallets? But one of the yeah. students were holding a wallet. Yeah, I saw that. Um, mm. And six students have got uh, notices after these videos. Okay, then in Bhuj, a college principal and two staff have been suspended because they wanted to check how many girls did they check? Some sixty something girls. Sixty. That whether they were menstruating because someone entered the kitchen and uh, the Krishna Swarup Das Ji of the Swami Narayan Bhuj Mandir, which is the trust which apparently runs this school or college. is of the view that menstruating women who cooks for her husband will be certainly reborn as a kutri which is a bitch and that if you eat food prepared by menstruating woman even once then you will definitely be born as a balad which is an ox madabad mirror reported so with you know patrons such as this no wonder that this college or school has such rules but yeah i saw one the video of one of the girls who spoke about this and she was really giving it off good for her meanwhile mr modi says he will stand by the decision of article 370 citizen amendment act there's so much confusion in this i don't think anyone even gives a fuck anymore it's just it's it's and with this whole uidi seeks proof of citizenship uh, there were two in fact related unrelated cases but both have to do with the aadhar card one in that was a sam right where 15 uh-huh. ids were not 15 enough 15 documents uh, were rejected uh, for, for this lady to prove yeah that she was yeah, yeah. indian And meanwhile, a resident of the old city of Hyderabad has reportedly been asked to prove his Indian citizenship by the Aadhaar U- Unique Identification Authority, and is all set to move to the move the High Court once the first hearing concludes, because this UIDAI authority cannot ask you for any such thing because it's not a proof of citizenship yeah. anyway. Their remit is limited to Aadhaar. Right. They were created specifically for this, for the biometric identification. Basically, thing. I think going forward now in NDA 2.0, I I don't think anyone gives a fuck about any law. Everyone just do what the fuck they want. This is impunity gone berserk. I mean, so everywhere. 
then women chants pakistan zindabad at asaduddin owaisi's rally in bengaluru and mm. uh, a case has been slapped against her yeah sedition case and she's been put under 14 day judicial custody yes mm-hmm. the 20 year old woman you can discuss this meanwhile varis pathan of the all india majlis e i can ittehadul muslimin muslimin said in this speech 15 crore par bhari 100 crore par bhari padenge 15 crore he's mm. making this speech full of bombast and uh, varis pathan is a big time republic times now yeah, i think his the, his political career started off with just being a panel every day as have many channels. others yeah, yeah so yeah so that happened meanwhile one thing we will discuss in a little more detail and we have two ladies here women army officer eligible for permanent commission the supreme court has ruled uh in case you're wondering basically women cannot take combat roles in the army even now i think in the air force or if they can in the air force uh, they probably air can air force they can't uh, they've only passed the order for indian army right now the supreme right. court order yeah so uh the government had said that right now the men aren't liberated enough to take orders from women we'll discuss this in a little more detail i, I think this is something that i had witnessed a debate in ima years ago i've discussed it in hafta before yeah <laughs> And then Vodafone Idea Airtel make partial payment after Supreme Court tough talk. As you know, telecom rumor crisis. has it yes, the telecom industry is in a crisis. Vodafone may or may not survive. So uh, yeah, let's see where that goes and let's see whether. But Mukesh, why are we laughing? Because if Vodafone winds up, all those subscribers will have to go somewhere. I mean, that's the and we'll have to pay up a lot of money. That's the yeah. conspiracy theory that yeah. yes. all this is being done to create a monopoly. <laughs> yeah. So until you subscribe there you can also subscribe to newslaundry.com go to newslaundry.com click on the subscribe button on the top right hand corner cuz when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers served pay to keep news free subscribe to newslaundry also we have two nl sena projects you know the newslaundry sena that keeps news independent one is on media ownership and the other is on chatisgarh's adivasi prisoners india's bloody war against the maoist rebels in chatisgarh has ravaged the adivasi community Thousands of Adivasis have been swept up in the crackdown by the security forces and are languishing in jail. We need to raise one lakh ninety thousand rupees. Uh, so we will be sending Pratik there. He'll spend about twelve to fifteen days, and we'll do a few solid ground reports. So do contribute to the NL Sena project. So let's start with our guest, shall we, Manisha? What do you want to start yes. with? Do you want to start with the uh, Trump's visit, or do you want to start with women in the army? I think we should start with the latest. What has happened with Amulya? Okay, let's go with that. Um give context to our listeners first and just five lines then you can discuss that. So, we've seen this happening time and again how sedition is being used to sort of like get back at people who have a voice, who want to say something, who want to use their right to dissent. But in this case, uh it's a little bit more tricky and also I want to bring in the whole how media is reporting it and I hope we at the Quint are getting it right because th- there's this girl to give a little bit of a context there were three kashmiri students who were recently arrested for raising pakistan zindabad slogans in a video now if around the same time this? this is also in karnataka which okay. part of karnataka i'm not 100% but sure okay. but in karnataka and they were engineering uh, engineering students and this person amulya had posted a face uh, had posted on facebook saying india zindabad pakistan zindabad nepal zindabad bhutan zindabad so you get the drill like she's trying to make a point that stop pitting one country against another mm. like our politicians love doing we just concluded the delhi elections and it was all about oh pakistan ko vote de rahe ho mm. falane ko vote de rahe ho so now comes this woman who goes on stage and says india zindabad pakistan zindabad 
and there is a difference and before she can complete what she was trying to say of course the manner in which it was done can be questioned she was stopped and then she's arrested by put who? under she was 14 stopped by who? she was also like ovasi it was an event which in which ovasi was present he was making a speech ovasi also mm. interrupted and he also said that we don't uh, endorse like that. yeah and she is has nothing to do with his party and they don't endorse it and at the same time uh, her father who sort of like spoke to some media channels said something to the effect of she was with some muslims and uh, she didn't listen to me bigard diya exactly so i just like it's becoming harder mm. to grapple with this kind of news where i think we are becoming so thin skinned that these things don't bother us but it should because like this is okay this is a bit complicated this case but like also in karnataka we saw the whole anti ca play which was done by students 9 to 11 years of age and then the students being questioned for hours on end uh by the police being, yeah. and sedition being charged on one of the parents and the headmistress so it's a yeah like i think we should just talk about that okay you're saying it's a very serious issue which kind of gets glossed over in the news cycles yes okay what do you think um meraj do you think i think there are two aspects to it one is the question of freedom of speech hmm. either you are a free speech absolutist you can say anything as long as you want as long as it doesn't incite violence mm. it doesn't lead to violence directly you can say whatever you want and the whole idea of free speech is that you should be able to take speech that goes against everything you believe in it's easy to agree with people yeah. it's easy to not agree with people who say something you don't believe in either that or the other approach is that you are in favor of some restrictions on freedom of speech now in that context the problem is who sets those restrictions yeah does the state does does the society so in this country obviously i mean there are restrictions everywhere and which restrictions are imposed when for that you have to look into how this free speech idea has been co-opted as an ideological weapon right now in india the problem is because of the bjp is in power a certain a certain ideological project is in power this is happening because this is part of their the whole agenda that you have to be like hyper patriotic hyper nationalistic you have to like abuse muslims in pakistan everybody that's part of it but other part is also what ties in with i mean we can talk about trump yeah. also in this which is not just fair the idea that that india story which everybody used to talk about is sort of gone so weak if you remember even in vajpayee's time which was the same kind of ideological project when people talked about india's greatness they talked about the growing economy they talked about india is going to be a superpower and india all that shining. yes and now that that has sort of gone down i mean you can't even strike a trade deal with the us economies in the doldrums so you have to create this bombast you have to create this forced kind of a nationalism and make people believe in it and it's also shows the success of the bjp how far out they have moved the narrative how far out they have moved the overton window that just saying the word pakistan lands you in trouble yeah. that's seditious yeah i it's, think sedition is being thrown around even with those kids um you have a view on this anand about sedition and its use in this context and karnataka seems to be the most aggressive i mean the impunity that yajurappa is showing i think he's he's quite convinced of his absolute power there because even in spite of the rumors that amit shah wasn't really fond of him he still has complete control over karnataka maybe it's because he wants to show that he I, can do whatever they want so possibly but yeah i, I mean it's happening books. there more than others so it's yeah. clearly i mean to do with him then yeah anand your view on this edition 
You see, in times, in these kind of times, we would have people, as I said in the last episode, that, that before that, that uh, who would be either keen to or people on the other side would be keen to present them as caricatures for their nuisance value. And in this age of uh, visual media, internet, it is very easy to present them or themselves be presented like that for a number of regions for uh, the attention that it brings or the outrage it produces. Now, this will only uh, increase. This will only go, uh, go on as we move ahead because tradition uh, charges is still uh, is still very convenient for a state and uh, they are not going to uh, anywhere they will stay the inclusion of right to offend in the right to free speech that had been abandoned long back in india when the article 19 was amended and uh, the grounds of uh, disrupting public order public decency was there but sedition is a more serious charge and that needs to be looked into for something as uh, say innocuous as uh, saying uh, jindabad for any country this needs a, a lot more critical review but uh, the question that uh, somehow the patriotic fervor has got uh, blended with it and all this is because of kind of a conspiracy theory or some projection of an emotion that may not uh, hold true if uh, like uh, promoting peace humanity these are good projects but what uh, sociological underpinning cannot be denied that people have this glue of territorial attachment and that is the tension that constitutional patriotism as Habermas conceived has with the contemporary notions of patriotism. Yes, that is my limited point. Mm. Manisha, do you want to weigh in so on my, that? My but first... before you do that, just mm. want to also throw in two more things. Mohan Bhagwat, since you're talking about patriotism and nationalism, he just said that nationalism today's context should not be used. It it has negative connotations like Nazism and what Hitler. But was he being and sarcastic? Or no, he, he wasn't. He, he meant it. Okay. I saw the speech. I, I thought that maybe he was being sarcastic. Ki. No, I saw the speech. I think what he was saying was that we need to use different words. Patriotism. And, and yeah, he needs to use and not nationalism. Basically, wow. and um, and Shri Shri Ravi Shankar is a video of him has just gone viral on from stage. He's saying Pakistan Zindabad. So I don't think it's about that her saying Pakistan Zindabad. It is that it was an anti-CA protest. Had she not been said Pakistan, had she said that, you know, Hathi Kende, they would have put sedition. They need a reason. <laughs> exactly. Is, I don't think it has anything to do with anything. Well, no, also, sorry, before you was... start, also, Pakistan is a dog whistle for Muslims in this country. Right, exactly. So yeah. it's communalism also. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What she wanted to say was basically Pakistan, Zindabad. Then she wanted to go on to say she took too long a time to... Speak follow it up with Hindu uh, Hindustan Zindabad Bhutan Zindabad everyone pounced on her mic. Uh, humanity Zindabad she wanted to say and everyone it's pounced on her long live all countries uh, my first reaction a Facebook post. my yes. first reaction to it was okay very idiotic because if you go to Shaheen Bagh and if you look at the anti-CA protests Muslims have been so careful about not letting the BJP or the RSS use their protests to tarnish them and say Ki ye pa-. so if you see the sloganeering the Indian flags it's, it's hyper-nationalist and here's this woke girl who just climbs up the stage unprepared and she's like, Pakistan Zindabad. 
एंड शी इज क्वाइट या तो जल्दी जल्दी बोल देती है I was just thinking own oh, she could do this because she's not muslim only a non muslim could think this could be a smart idea to go up you know on stage and say something like this but then you look at the disproportionate sort of action on her and you can't and then that takes a back seat of whatever she was thinking about she's 20 yeah oh, no my, my who have whose protest was this who had organized this protest it was a ameem ka rally anti ca yeah. rally it was So, so, so the person who is the AI. I don't know who not, asked her to go even, up. Even, even, uh, even during the Janlokpal <laughs> movement, whenever anyone wanted to go on stage, hmm. I mean, it was my job to say, "What the fuck do you want to say?" First, you tell me. First, wait. Censorship one o one. I mean, if you remember after Kiran Bedi's, then where are they? Then where are they? It was a task, which was this ugly task of thrust on me. निकू किरण जी के हाथ में माइक नहीं जाना चाहिए डूड वेन यूर डेक प्रोटेस्ट लाइक दैट हु होल्ड्स अ माइक आफ्टर दैट शिट वी गाइज यूज टू कम अप विथ सो मेनी लिटिल गेम्स टू मेक श्योर किरण डजन गेट द माइक अगेन एंड दीज गाइज गिव दिस ट्वेंटी ईयर गोल्ड नाउ गो से समथिंग आई मीन इज दकेंड पोलिटिकल पार्टी यू नो वट आई थिंक द प्रॉब्लम ऑफ पोलिटिकल पार्टीज इज दैट पीपल आर रनिंग दैम लाइक अ हॉबी डूड यू गोट टू थिंक एवरी थिंग थ्रू या एंड कांग्रेस इज द वर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल कुछ भी फेल रहे हैं Pretty bad is for news channels to club her speech with Varis Pathan's speech. Now Varis Pathan's speech I heard was really problematic. Yeah. yeah. The way he's saying that we have sent women to the women, but now we will go first. Then we will go. We will go. It was a pathetic speech. It's, I think. I think straight then, lifted from that uh, younger OAC. Yeah, younger OAC. That thing. Is it? Five minutes. 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 It shouldn't have been clubbed with what this girl was saying. Sure. Yeah? She's twenty. She was actually just—it was just a South Asian peace pitch that she was trying to make, and I think it was terribly reported. And I think what really irritates me is all these news anchors, like in their forties, deriving prime time relevance by going after these twenty-year-olds. You know, you see Padmaja yeah. and Arnab. I mean, come on, yeah, she's twenty. As if, frankly I speaking, no, I mean, they may be thirty and forty-year-old, but unki bhi akal aisi to koi thirty, forty ki lagti nahi. आधे टाइम व्हाट शिट दे टॉक यार मुझे समझ ही नहीं आती योर एडल्ट आई मीन हाउ कैन यू कम विद दिस फकिंग क्रैप यार नो आल्सो अनदर पॉइंट आई लाइक टू मेक इज मनीषा अलूडेड टू इट दैट लाइक शाहीनबाग प्रोटेस्ट ऑल द प्रोटेस्ट दे बीन वेरी केयरफुल अबाउट नॉट सेइंग समथिंग लाइक दिस व्हिच आई थिंक इज रियली स्टूपिड यू व्हाई आर यू बीइंग सो डिफेंसिव अबाउट दीस थिंग्स व्हाट इज रॉन्ग विद सेइंग पाकिस्तान जिंदाबाद नो नो इट्स नॉट स्टूपिड एट ऑल स्ट्रेटजिकली इट्स बीइंग दैट इज द प्रॉब्लम ना बिकॉज़ यू हैव गिवन सो मच स्पेस टू देम दैट दे हैव क्रैप्ड इन व्हाट फाइटिंग पीपल नो सेइंग सी सेइंग इफ यू आर गोइंग टू justify every word that count, comes out of your mouth you're playing their game you're lost already no you're not yeah right. you have already lost bag has been very very uh, successful no i think in claiming no, that it is what is the aim the aim is if the aim is to draw attention towards a particular injustice then all messaging should stay on point to that aim see a protest about a specific thing isn't a general philosophical battle about why should i be apologetic about how i dress For example, you know, I could have T-shirts with some pretty, you know, cocky slogans on them. Should I wear them when I am representing, you know, the Jan Lokpal movement up on stage? No, I I will dress appropriately for that because you don't want to go off message. But I don't no, think no, no, she is going with... off message. Like I don't like. So you think 
again you've talked about how disproportionate it is like the charge, uh, the slapping of the sedition and putting her behind the bars for like 14 days or whatever but the thing is we also need to remember like you can't compare a shaheen bag to that kind of an anti ca protest because they are of completely different natures and i think the point is very well made because pani ab matlab sir ke upar ja chuka hai you have reached that level of frustration because uh, my whole point is that you've reached that level of frustration where you want to do some of these dramatic things because you want that kind of attention and you also want to tell them to like just piss off so do it on twitter so, and facebook don't do it on a rally or no, political you, i mean I, yeah, so i take your point I, that you want to attract attention towards that protest fine it's a good strategic thing i mean not just that but, but also like it's like we, like just think of things that we got to hear right before the delhi elections when it was constantly like india pakistan muslim hindu and then current pahunch jayega and then goli maro like the kind of shit that is being said by ministers and here is a 20 year old woke woman as you said who goes up to on the stage and says something like that and we call her idiotic I I don't think that's like a fair thing. But no, but no, it's the cheese. Look at the ministers the going completely off com- track. There is no comparison. No one's comparing the two, but no one's. But no one's comparing the two. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying like there is even a bigger need to assert what you want to say because I just no, feel I, like that's no. what I disagree with. That's not like a free match. I think you have to have a strategy. Em- yeah, if every okay. protest becomes bhadas nikalna, then the repercussions will also be bhadas nikalna. Yeah, that's true. Every protest cannot be about everything that is something that one has to understand it's not a like this morning you know some kids called me they're doing some project kids need mba students hai on on news some they're writing a report so said tell me i said i have about 10 minutes so we, they had already exhausted about 5 there were 4 minutes left tell me the difference in when you join news and now so 95 and 2020 I was. You want to tell me that in four minutes? You want me to tell you that what, how it was different then, how it's different now? Like seriously? You see, it's 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 mm. not possible. It's. I'm. You might as well ask me. Tell me about life. Mm. So I get what you're saying. That one need, one should not have to be apologetic about what one says, but going to an anti-CAA protest organized by AIM, IM, and saying Pakistan's another. What is one? achieving out of it is my question and also so you have to know just to how the whole machinery is up against i mean no, you know the machinery just that what is what i'm saying because you have been pushed so back you can only put up a fight like she also said if you are on the battleground in the first place if you are not on the ground what fight are you putting up for i mean if you are fighting for caa and then you can't even say pakistan or muslim what is the point no but they are not the but same you can say you can pakistan say, you can say pakistan you, you can say you can say muslim can't say or whatever muslim, but you can pakistan is not what i'm saying is that no i mean it's a slippery slope no first it's you can't say pakistan no, no, now you, you can't, can't say, say muslim no, now you can't say something no, you, else no, because I'm, because that was the allegation against what was the problem with up that they are going to standing with muslims they were not standing with pakistan they were standing with muslims so that's also problematic it's no that is what i'm saying the time for, you have to explain nuance when you have time an election is not a time for nuance no no that an was an example i understand that and, that and was the a same thing decision here. for them yeah but i'm saying in the long run i mean this has been this is not happening for the last 5 years or 6 years this is a long project it is it's been happening since long i mean there was babri masjid also there were so many riots also and rss has been like coming to 100 years so this is a long project and they have bjp has done this successfully that's why they're powerful because they have every inch you have given them ideologically they went after ram mandir you gave them that they went after this whole nationalism thing you gave them that i mean nationalism they weren't even fighting the freedom struggle but they uh, appropriated a, no, this no but so let them appropriate nationalism i don't think there's a problem with that also i don't think we should judge history or the future of the country by the last 6 years i mean i think it's a bit of a stretch to say that they have occupied the space and are so successful on oh, the contrary won. 
1925 when the RSS was set up, there's the first time they have got the kind of power which they're exerting. I mean, let's face it, for much of the last 70 years, it is to borrow the wonderful Tavleen Singh's phrase, Nehruvian socialism that has, <laughs> that has fucking... So, it's not. I, I disagree that they have occupied so saying... much space. I still think that the space that they have is significant, but it is by no means overwhelming. No, the, look at the terms of the debate. Who's setting the terms of the debate now? Which I'm debate? Saying That's what I'm saying. See it on everything, on, on nationalism, on patriotism, on uh, Hindu versus Muslim, what the idea of India is, what constitutionalism is, who should have the power in this country. But it's their look, terms if of someone's debate, pushing you, you to the corner and saying you're not patriotic, what's wrong with asserting your patriotic? Muslims do feel patriotic. So there's nothing wrong with them asserting it and saying, boss, you don't own the Indian that flag. That is what I'm saying. We so, own it. But that, that is their debate. Of, so, yes, I mean, so, so either one chooses not to debate with them. The thing is, if the RSS's project is, if we have to take a bunch of thoughts as kind of the Bible that they go by, then that is going to be the debate. So either don't get into a debate with them, but right now you have to because they are in power. Now what I'm saying is that we cannot live in this imagined perfect world. Right now they have an overwhelming majority. Almost every chief minister they choose is from the RSS. They don't choose any casual BJP yes, worker. Yes, of course. So of course the, the, the terms of debate will be set by that who has the power. So to, to, to pretend that will not happen, then that's just what I'm saying is one can't go with an ideal solution and say we will only work in that ideal solution. No, no, that no, I'm not who, in the, Till Modi had power, never did they set the terms of the debate. Now they have the power, they will set it. I mean, exactly. What I'm saying is they have the power, they are setting the terms of the debate. You can't just take it lying down, push back. But by chanting Pakistan's and, in the bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, no. that is the, makes no sense. I think that's, no, absolutely. I this is, if this is a question of sedition and free speech, say what you want. That That's exactly what I said. I said no, no, but it's a stupid... It's a no. It's not. There are many all. issues. Like there's a woman in NRC who's being stri- stripped of her uh, citizenship because of 15 documents. How, how, she's not unable exactly. to present. Exactly. So you can't counter that. How did, how did it's it a come dumb to thing that? to do to say Pakistan in that? How did it you're come to count, that? You're not making how a case for How did it come to that? How did it come to that woman being stripped of citizenship because they because created this Because of terrible law. So focus on the terrible law rather than chanting about Pakistan in that. How did those How did these immigrants suddenly became termites? Of course. I mean, what I'm saying is, of course. But One can see it's happening, but what's the point? I don't understand the point you're making. Point is that you have to push back on all these things. I you understand. can't give a give on. You can't say okay, well, ठीक है, जाने दो ये करते हैं, सबको जेल में डालते हैं, सेडिशन भी करते हैं. You're doing exactly what we criticize. You're saying, you're saying us saying Pakistan, Zindabad is a dumb thing to say, is the same as saying that let them put everyone in jail. No, see, that, that's what I'm saying. Everything is not everything. My saying this girl did something dumb is not the same as saying, let's put everyone in jail. No, yeah, no I'm I understand. completely so th- against so the sedition. What yes. I'm saying is, you should have, you should even fight for to say even those dumb things. I mean, it, it is to not what, even dumb. In what it's, context? In what context? You should fight. Of course, she should say, be able to say Pakistan, Zindabad. See, this is why nuance is important. I am not saying it is seditious to say Pakistan, Zindabad. I am... Okay, let me give another example, since this is obviously too close to you. Should I fight for Kiran Bedi to do these stupid histrionics that she's doing on the Jan Lokpal. That is, <laughs> for the, that is for the organization to exactly. decide. Exactly. Right? And if I wasn't... Now, I think it's a dumb thing to give someone a platform like that to make a fool of themselves. Of course, a person has a right to make a fool of themselves. But is that good for the movement I am fighting for? Similarly, I think the organizers of that protest did a dumb thing by not vetting what this girl is going to say. I think it is too clear. But if one wants that platform to be a platform for freedom of speech, then you're not going to win the battle. One can keep sitting and thinking that 
we're doing something noble but noble thoughts don't win battles which no. is why i guess ovc said ki aap kya bol rahi hain aap kya bol rahi hain exactly that's Shut what i'm up. saying so it's for the for the organization to decide whether she should have said that or not said that and they interrupted her and all that what i'm saying is now this discourse that okay she said something dumb and the state is acting against her so fine she shouldn't have said that tomorrow she'll say something about uh, muslims so she shouldn't have said that depends this, on where this anywhere this idea that okay no, she no that no 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 that this no, idea no. that she shouldn't have said that she shouldn't have done this i'm speaking specifically about the slogan not anywhere see that's the a... thing every debate becomes about everything how can you say anywhere we are talking about a specific instance in a specific protest in a specific city if you say no i'm not about that i'm talking about anywhere but we're not talking about anywhere no so where is it Okay to say Pakistan Zindabad in anywhere, India. such as like anywhere where? here on Publicly this Pakistan where? Zindabad, wherever, <laughs> where like Sunny Deol said it on his uh, show in that gather. No, oh, he yeah. didn't say that. He said he, he said, said Pakistan Zindabad. Bolunga in India, Murdabad. Yeah, so nahi that's bolunga. what I'm saying. He said Pakistan Zindabad. So Sunny Deol <laughs> can say it in gather. Shishi can say it here. We can say it on this show. Pakistan Zindabad. I have no problem saying it. But if I'm doing a protest against CAA, what am I achieving? The thing is, a stage is a limited resource. Time with the mic is a limited resource. I think we got resource. into that debate that I didn't because she did not say Pakistan Zindabad, and that comes back to his point that one, of course, like what is wrong and what is right has become too hard to decide. And then you also have to see that she wasn't trying to make a point by saying Pakistan Zindabad. I she know was she was actually, trying to yeah. do a South Asian pitch, but it's dumb. Yeah, yeah. I think we're it talking it's about different things. <laughs> so okay, you don't have to explain to us what she was trying to say. I get what she was trying to say. I get what Kiranji was trying to do. <laughs> it was a dumb thing to do. I, that's yeah, not the that's point. All. I mean, like what are we saying? Uh, I get what she was trying to do. Got it. Now we are all on the same page, <laughs> almost. But of Agreed course, I mean, the bigger the bigger problem is the state going after yes, her. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I get that too. I'm not I'm not discounting that. I have a couple of letters before we move on to the next subject, and that let it be the uh, Trump's visit. So Manisha, please keep the context ready. There were few reports hmm. on that. Mohit Singh writes. Hi NL team it is always good to see new and interesting voices on Hafta since many of the guests are news professionals it makes sense for them to mostly comment on the news on the other hand when guests are not news professionals one of the topics of detailed discussion can be a subject close to their expertise for example a previous guest Advaita Kala was only there was only a fleeting mention of publishing industry i would have loved to know about her views on the topic of publishing since she has written books as well as screenplays a discussion on topics of expertise of the guests allow them to build credibility with the listener later if they want to throw it on op india all power to them i don't know who mohit is talking about but anyway so um thank you thank you mohit uh, good point uh, although usually we only have people on the hafta who are either news professionals or journalists or columnists mm, but commentators yeah but uh, yeah we don't have like but yeah i think if we have someone who is a stand up and a commentator we should talk about that there's another mail i'm not going to read the whole mail it's a very long mail and i'm going to be talking to th- i just want to thank this subscriber i think it's about 1500 words and i read the whole thing uh, he said some very wonderful things about news laundry and congratulations on the great work we all are doing so i won't talk about all that i'll just read this one paragraph he says i quote the only bone i have to pick with you is your somewhat slight approach to male victims of abuse from what i gathered you've always had a great life full of care security and opportunity it would be disingenuous on your part to be flippant about the boys who were alone terrified who couldn't save their mothers or themselves before the internet abuse for being curious and questioning obvious hypocrisies was real not just metaphorical not long ago it was impossible to find anyone liberal let alone meet one especially if you're born into the rss ecosystem 
Liberal and progressive views were and still are almost inaccessible to the masses. Sanjay's point this week about families being fascist dictatorships is, is, is irrefutable. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, said, The test of morality of a society is what it does with its children. Look what we do to ours. Unquote. So I want to thank this subscriber who I don't want to reveal the name who has really made me realize how often flippant I am about uh, victims of male, male victims of abuse. Uh, so I'd like to apologize. Really, I, I'm, I'm very, very uh, thankful and grateful yeah, to you for so articulately, patiently and uh, affectionately explaining why my comments on that have often been um, too, too casual. You're right. Um, if you haven't seen it when you're very, very young age, even when you become a young man, the power dynamic doesn't change, especially if it's someone in the family abusing you. Mm. So thanks, yeah. Uh, I shall be more careful in future. And the one thing that this made me realize is how much at least I learn from our subscribers. We have such brilliant subscribers. Yeah. And they write... Articulate people. Articulate. And they explain so much to us that I feel that like a sponge, I am... Soaking in all the powers of the subscribers and soon I'll be all powerful and I'll more wisdom. <laughs> oh, I'll rule over you and you shall kiss my feet. But until then, please subscribe and pay to keep news free. Because when the public pays, the public is served. And when Adrias pay, Adrias served. Do share your feedback because I promise you I read most of it. And also there's another mail which is also some 2,000 words. Meghna, I've got your mail, I've read it. Dude, your recommendations will take us about two years to all kick in. She has a recommendation for every podcast, every show, including nuisance. <gasps> I'm just so. It's a recommendation in the sense, like she has how a, to make it better. Oh, excellent! For, Please do. So, I'll uh, read it. Thank you, thank you, dear subscribers. You guys really um, make me feel so um, inadequate. That um, hopefully we can do something better for news laundry. So we deserve subscribers like you. Thanks. So, Manisha, please now tell us what is happening in Gujarat. Um, the city is being cleaned up. Thanks lots of money is being <laughs> lots of money is being spent. Trump wanted seven million people. Now he wants ten. He doesn't want them. This <laughs> said, is the kind of promise that has been made. That seven million people will come. Seven million people will come. And then he says whatever. Seven to ten million. Ke beech mein three million. Krishna, people can just like no, but, but <laughs> from in all fairness, official had to issue a statement saying that one to two lakh people expect. Karo. I mean, like it's come but, come down to I this. What I don't understand is a why don't the US guys who are going at Trump use this to discredit him because it's so easy to make him sound like a bullshitter that he, it keeps going up. Secondly, I don't think Modi would have promised him this. You know, Modi, how he talks, ke, Bharat ke 120 crore logo. Exactly. It's Gujarat a very hyperbolic way of saying he's, he's, he's just saying that, the, the, so he's saying the, you know, seven, 70 lakh people of Ahmedabad are waiting to welcome well, you. Exactly. Now, you know, our genius in US thought literally <laughs> waiting to welcome me. Matlab, they are standing there to welcome me. Yeah. It's not just keep my heart is with you. He thinks actually Kaleja serve hoga. So I think that's a fuck up that's happened. Huh. You've nailed it. That's he's, exactly what has gone Trump on. is known for this. No? Even his inauguration, he like inauguration numbers yeah he fucking inflated yeah. them yeah. <laughs> like, I mean like his own, uh, yeah, yeah, his own yeah, and it yeah. was on pic, uh, it was, photo yeah. and video you yeah. can just see the he was empty lying. chairs he the said they were more than for Obama and the yeah, aerial yeah. picture showed that yeah, yeah. yep hmm. what's on the menu though it's not uh, there's not going to be much trade talk right I mean oh, I thought or there's you some meant confusion like, literally no. what's like no, no. because he said that there's going to be no talk 
Trump. There's one meeting but with Modi. We've but, been uh, saying that there's Yeah, be. but it doesn't seem like there is going to be any kind of trade talk. But it's mostly like shosha and quite ceremonial, so to say. So maybe, maybe museum the, uh, for the American elections, the Gujarati NRI can feel. Yeah, 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 it's, it's for terrible. the uh, uh, as an academic and, uh, and on these Anand maybe a better voice to give us. I mean, I do think that clearly no specifics are going to come out of this. But does that mean it's useless? I'm not so sure about that. No, because no. I mean, strategically, even the optics of it may help us, you know, in our dealing with Pakistan. But yes, I think we can be fairly certain that nothing specific will come out of this because even the usual uh, very pro-Modi commentators have already started writing that how, even if nothing comes out of it, this is a coup. So <laughs> clearly nothing will come out of it because if that's... <laughs> One uh, key thing, mm. development that happened is a week before Trump came, his uh, trade representative, which is the commerce minister, was supposed to come here to lay out the lay the ground for mm. all the deals. He didn't come. He cancelled the meeting. Yeah. Oh, I see. So, which is, so a, so now it's which is an indication that it's now not going to happen. it's very, very ceremonial because Ivanka Trump is coming, um, her husband. But isn't that a good thing? If the whole family is coming, that means we're important, right? Both these people yeah, thrive on it. I mean, yeah, both I mean, Modi like and they're doing Trump. what they do best. Like to well, your view, Anand, give, us, give us your foreign policy type view. <laughs> type. Okay, uh, I will come to the foreign policy angle briefly, but before that, about the optics. Now, even when India was following the NAM policy, and there were few big power visitors in NAM India. NAM non-aligned movement, they were just born like 15 years ago. And uh, so in early 60s, when Elizabeth came to India, and there were very high optics. She was, she of course was a royal, and she was given uh, a very, say, a very grand welcome. And this, and this didn't go down well with the critics. In fact, one Hindi poet wrote the that our Rani, ham tumhari dhoenge pal ki yehi rai hui hai Jawaharlal ki. So, so. Uh, <laughs> And it means come, Queen, we will carry your pal, Queen. That is what uh, Jawaharlal wants. So even, so uh, even in Indian psyche, suppose uh, the it's uh, Atiti Deva Bhava, and this is often quote, quoted. But if you go to the folklore, folk songs, like in Bihar, there is a song out of very poor household song that, Aaj Pahunwa Alai Hirama Dalwa Bhatwa Khawai Hirama. Means uh, the guest has come today and we will get rice with pulse. Means we are so poor that we don't get it uh, every day. But since the guest has come, we will also get it. So that has been a, a kind of India's uh, social ethos uh, towards guests. So uh, And it uh, spills over to the foreign policy also. Now, the takeaways from the, this uh, visit, whether there would be some or not, let alone trade, which is dodgy uh, that there would be any takeaway right now. But I think you, oh, since it's a single stop visit, Indian Indian fall, for, it means uh, by all indications, uh, like previous presidents, Mr. Trump is not going to Pakistan or any other neighboring country, just coming to India and going back. Or, or or not to any other neighboring country. So the India's push for the decoupling, what they call the fight, uh, the Indo-Pak uh, dehyphenation, for that would, it would be a symbolic uh, point to a school. Second is, I think defense, defense, uh, um, the cooperation 
what I have read from some think tanks is that they would like to give a push to it in this bilateral engagement. And as Robert Kiohan in 70s uh, had predicted that the big power and emerging power relations like other patterns also would be what he called complex interdependence. Now we are in a phase where the big power and the emerging power equations would be more guided by complex interdependence rather than clear takeaways from each other. I see. Uh, Miraj, what is your view of this? I mean, like he said, it's just like for optics only because mm. the one to trade deal didn't happen and uh, India is supposed to buy Seahawk helicopters for, from mm. US and that's still not been decided. The Cabinet Committee on Security is supposed to take a call on that. So at the most, uh, they will be talking, we have an article by uh, David Devdas. So he spoke to the Foreign Secretary on record, Harish Singla, and he told him most likely like Trump when he went to... He's on record. Yeah, yeah. Mm. When he met, met uh, Imran Khan and then last month also at the Davos summit, mm. he said about mediating in Kashmir. The foreign secretary is saying that is unlikely. He might not talk about Kashmir here, but he might bring up Afghanistan. So basically Trump wants India to send troops to uh, Afghanistan, Afghanistan. Afghanistan because he wants to take his military out of there. So to stabilize the country in the meantime, he wants India's help there. Oh, I see. So I don't think I mean, Modi won't. Disastrous. No? Yeah, it, but that I think Modi's smart enough not to. I think Modi's smarter than that. He won't, you know. I think go down that line. But what I, Abhiv, Afghanistan made there's a, it's up shit creek, right? The guy who lost the election has has alleged Afghanistan some coup. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, Abdullah Abdullah. Abdullah Abdullah. It, has, it's a, it's a very. It's, yeah. India can't afford to send troops. I mean, David right. is arguing that if it happens, it'll be worse than when Rajiv Gandhi sent military to Sri Lanka. So, right. it's gonna be so worse I think that. a Trump coming here uh, would at least g- give the BJP something to talk about because you know after this loss in Delhi, sab thande pad gaye. Giriraj. Giraj Kishore, what's his name? The loony who keeps making shitty statements. The mm. nut. The Giriraj Singh. Imagine, he's an MP. Yeah. I mean, fuck. Yeah. These are like the 500 and whatever hope, you know, you know, people of some caliber in our country and the worst of them are in power. Anyway, so he, so he has said something about all Muslims should have been sent back in 47. Why did we keep them this long? So at least this will give the whole, the BJP works like a political party. It's, it's entire, you know, information, out. So now they'll have something to talk about. They could Trump So they can build up the narrative to a positive narrative again because right now it's fucked. But what about all the negative press that's coming in? Like because the like Gujarat what? eviction, uh, like eviction of slums, the notices that have been sent, uh, the you know along the road from Ahmedabad Airport to Motera Stadium, they have built those. Um, walls, walls, walls to, to slums. So, so, so pumping in fresh water in Yamuna yeah, yeah, so that basically it doesn't stink around away, the hell. But that won't last. I don't think that last. last. And during the Commonwealth Games, I don't know. We discussed that also. Yeah, they threw they out people from Delhi. Not just threw out people from Delhi. They, they filled them into trucks like cattle and just and went and dropped them like like Mane said. This stop the truck now. Get off. Like those, where will they go? Yeah, no, and, a lot of people who have actually been removed. And they put those big things, that, so you can't see the slums in the Nala. So I remember during that time I had gone by Shatabdi to Dehradun. So when you went by Shatabdi, suddenly you see saw all those walls and everyone was on this side. So I said, all the people who come here, you should just take them by train. They'll see how ugly Delhi is. 
because everything had been pushed i didn't aside. know that they took people or like just yeah, delhi but even now even in gujarat they have that's moved disgusting. people to an unknown location that's what all the reports are saying but i've not been like uh, delhi mein bhi hota hai wo ek aad report aayi uske baad thande padte but this is this is the biggest problem with this i mean forget mm-hmm. i i understand if it's a foreign dignitary coming you have to spruce up the city and stuff and all yeah, that and there will like be lots of, of lots people, of stuff yeah. on sc- you'll have to spend a lot of money on security but apparently if a scroll has reported and writers has reported they're spending total expenditure will be one and a half percent of gujarat's annual yeah. annual yeah. budget yeah. which is like spitting in the face of the common yeah, people mm. and you if you're removing what, people days. from your own city you're walling them up so he doesn't see that i mean if you are doing apparently the whole idea is that you will get some deals with us that's why he's coming you're doing all this so what are those so deals for who are those deals for hmm. even you know, if you get those you know this is why political parties are important like the media will pick this up once or twice but it's not a story that you can do unless a party uses this and runs with it Absolutely. exactly yeah. you know you got to take this say hamare hi log in gujarati whatever came choma jama some whatever i'm being that i'm being a typical punjabi just said dhokla thepla also in the middle is a typical punjabi is meetha dhokla thepla all that uh, and, and you go and you know they fucking make it an issue because news will not and that is why uh, the congress should just wrap up and go it's not a full time political party this is the thing this is the thing with bjp i mean they already have an argument ready for this the argument is if people are staying illegally on land i mean they should be evicted why do they stay there mm. i mean that's like that that's not just bizarre that's not just cruel that's so dangerous because if you're saying in your own country if people who have nowhere else to go who mm. don't have a house who don't have a, any any permanent job to stay somewhere if they don't stay on public land where are they going to go and if and why yeah ki delhi mein karke dikha do fir since we are talking about <laughs> afghanistan i think we can quickly uh, gather everyone's views on nyt giving space to sirajuddin haqqani the head of taliban right you had something to say on that i had something to say on that you know i've always felt this entire that how can you talk to the taliban how can you engage the taliban you know even if the taliban were to contest an election today it would still win a significant portion of the afghan vote now if you want to have a conversation with the country with people who represent the country and say i will not talk to this person although he represents one third of that population it's not practical in a purely solution finding context mm. but even in the more ethical context you can't decide this is like bush na you elect whoever you want as long as i like him if he, if i don't like him then i'll tell you who to elect so i mean if there is a significant part of the pakistani janta who do believe that the taliban represents them best as an international platform you're going to have to give them space rebut them but you can't say i will not talk to them also if us is in negotiations with them then i don't see what the big deal no, is also mm-hmm. because they are a party to a war i mean if you have to resolve the war you have, i mean they can be wild they can be like the most worst of characters but you have to talk to them and also i mean but specifically about the nyt giving them space i mean it comes back to what i was saying in the beginning either you are you are a free speech absolutist you think everybody should have a right to say what they want or you put restrictions and then it comes back to i mean nyt is platforming him should they that's for them to decide it can't be for somebody else i mean for an indian it's really ridiculous to say because express which is sort of the most respectable newspaper in the mm. country has a I mean, there's not a day when they don't have somebody from RSS writing the sure. uh, writing an article. Yeah. You could object but, to but that also. But where has the criticism come that I invited gave them space? I mean, generally, some there foreign policy watchers are like, "Should you be?" Mostly Indians. What do you think, Anand? What is your view on this? 
No, you, you see, uh, this kind of sanitization of ideas uh, uh, is a very elite project that uh, he should not be heard, he should not be heard. And th- that kind of editorial fundamentalism is a lot in a lot of newsrooms in India also. So if someone has been given a space to articulate his views, uh, there is nothing wrong with that, I think. Now, uh, I wanted to say something about the letter that you read. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, chiefly about his point about the families. Right. Now, some families can be abusive, but this liberal position of uh, being antithetical to all social institutions and family being the most basic of it, it denies the basic, say, urge of human beings for an attachment. And conserving that attachment has been an individual need as much as a social need. So I don't agree with that uh, all uh, families are some kind of enemies of individual rights or that. (laughs) In fact, the mutual loyalties, the unhurried wisdom of certain social institutions like family or the attachment that they bring in the long run also accept changes and that is the crux of uh, conservatism that it, it goes for unhurried improvements not radical changes but unhurried improvements but improvements not regressions so that kind of attitude against the family or a, a society being a, some kind of enemy may have some context but is not universal in in this argument that is what i think he may have his opinion i know i agree with you i think what you're saying is true but i think he was quoting sanjay from that hafta i think what sanjay has said is also true and i think both can be true like i do believe that family you know husband wife children as a social construct is the most is the strongest and one of the most um, positive social constructs in humanity I think what it has led to has been the good has outweighed the bad. But in the Indian context, I do get what Sanjay is saying that Indian families, we don't understand democracy or conversations. Now that can also be true in families while it also provides a nurturing and a, you know, an environment where you can get confident hopefully. But yes, I think it is unique to Indian families ki like Manisha also said, that all liberalism, but when you have to marry your son or daughter, then you see liberalism. And that, I think that's unique to Indian families. The concept of democracy, that's why, is harder for us to comprehend because even in a family, conversation is not necessarily the, the man of the house has decided for everybody. And that's more common here than I think in other places. I'm just guessing. But yeah... Point. This idea yeah. of, uh, I mean, we can have this, it's a long debate, we can have Anand and I can have it some other time. Mm. The kind of conservatism Anand is talking about, I think it only exists in people's imaginations now. Mm. Like yeah, much of the I world, agree. we sort of are familiar Gradual with US, change, UK, yeah. India. <laughs> so the modern conservatism is like completely different. What he's talking about is the Buckley variety of conservatism and sure but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah. maybe you could time. write a piece on it Anand. yeah you should write a piece on it Anand, because yeah, that's the first be thing i thought of because when you talk about the u.s conservatives they don't want gradual change they want to go back to the like confederacy <laughs> no <laughs> so no, even in over, this i mean there are a lot of i mean after the buckley gold water i mean long history i mean like it said we can have a debate sure we should actually. and also i mean the inherent contradictions 
on one side they're pushing family values and then they're like hardcore capitalists which is like the whole idea is to atomize society mm. so how do the two to sort dissolve. of yeah yeah we should have a longer piece on this i have another quick email after which i want to talk about the supreme court um, verdict on allowing women in the army mm. this is from chetan hi guys i keep subscribing on an ad hoc basis because of abhinandan's taunts about coffee and cigarettes and 300 ka kulcha kachcha i'm not sure कच्चा हुआ है कुलचा तो तीन सौ का नहीं आता पता कह नहीं सकते आजकल लिट्टी चोखा आ जाता है डेढ़ सौ का दीज टॉन्ट्स माई टू वर्क बेटर इफ यू ऑल्सो यूज बिरयानी मैकडोनल्ड्स एंड के एफ सी नॉट ऑल पीपल स्मोक थ्री हंड वर्थ का सिगरेट वेल दैट्स अ वेरी गुड पॉइंट चेतन सो गाइज थ्री हंड्रेड रुपीज अ मंथ बिकॉज वी डोंट टेक एडवर्टाइजिंग इज लेस देन इज एज मच एज अ बिरयानी सो लेस मे बी वेन यू आर ऑर्डरिंग अ मटन बिरयानी और समथिंग Okay, I guess mutton biryani is five hundred bucks. So yeah. also uh, depends on where you are. I mean, I'm not going to free khata. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, uh, worth a cigarette or so. Yeah, so do subscribe. McDonald's and you guys, McDonald's is damn cheap. Yeah, no, can't but compare still, with McDonald's. But that's that's good for you. At least we are good for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. At least we won't so, harm you. And the team has always keep up the good work. Hafta two six six three was very good, especially because of the diverse subscriber presence. I got some audio interference, which is not a big deal, but we will make it better, Chetan. What he says is you should interview that last RSS wala subscriber who had told us about he grew up in you know hmm. RSS schools. Indranil. Yes, whose letter was read in the end. I've never met someone who has grown up in that RSS in my life. I was really curious about their functioning. So okay, that's an interesting thing. Maybe a lot he of people, could join us on Hafta. Maybe yeah, Indranil we'll could. Indra, if, but I think he's based out of Delhi. He's in Germany, I think. Yeah, he's so but we could like could fix it. It's down. not that much of no, but it's not down. that much of it's like six hours. I think we can. Okay, no, we can try something. Yeah, maybe he can. Indra can join us on a hafta. Um, uh, uh, if Neeta, wonderful producer, will just make a note of that. My request, since Abhinandan keeps bringing up M M K Gandhi, I always feel like I need to learn more about the man. I'm too lazy to pick up his books. Abhinandan and the team, if possible, please plan a frank discussion about Gandhi, his flaws and virtues, and the current day perception about him. You can try and. Call someone from here. He's given the link of mkgandhi.org. That's a great idea. You know this Gandhi Jayanti. Let's have an honest chat about Gandhi, warts, flaws, and all. But uh, uh, I think that's a very, very. Uh, and he is the one who's asked. But what does it mean? Angrez apna lagan and New Zealand apna. So I need Jaguna lagan Chetan. But uh, you know about Gandhi. You're right. Not only I lazy to pick up his. My entire learning of Gandhi has been from books others have written. Each time I've picked up his reading, it's put me to sleep. It's so boring. Like when I actually picked really? up. Really? Have you read my experiments of truth? Yeah. I was so. It's about like food and all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like who ate and how he but felt. But it's quite simple. Each, I mean, yeah, it's, and yeah, if you want to know the person, you have to go to the primary source. I, think. I know, but I was very disappointed. Like you know, I had seen the film Gandhi. I had Gandhi ke baare ye, and then you when you read the man's like, and then you're like, yar, mujhe. I mean, despite all the iconography, he wasn't that great a writer. I mean, he was no Shakespeare. Yeah, he wasn't a great writer. Absolutely, he wasn't a great writer at all. So yes, so please weigh in first, guest on the permanent commission. You know, actually, before you uh, tell us about you've been doing podcast with Quinn for how long now? For almost no, I haven't even completed a year. So it's been okay. quite recent, yeah. And what is your interest in podcasts because of you like discovered podcasts recently? Why? How? What? uh it was actually through my husband because he's big time into podcasts and we is he a subscriber of hafta yes oh great he is oh. he's a big meghnath fan and i actually stalked him at the media rumble because i was there 
I don't okay. know if he ever shared that story, but I had to like leave a note saying that hey, I was really trying to get in touch with you, and I was really hoping I'll see him here today. But oh, I think he's, he's traveling. You tell he's us. He's having yeah. fun in Sri Lanka next yeah. time. For subscribers, we shall send <laughs> Meghna over to interview your husband. We are like very loyal followers of News Laundry content, oh, and I love so Manisha's much. work here. Thank like, you. That's thank amazing. Yeah. She's, she's and really Anand Vardhan's pieces as well. So uh, <coughs> yeah, so right. I've been doing podcasts for only a short while, but um, we happened to get married in Chandigarh, so we used to take these long drives, and so I spent a lot of time listening so to podcasts. So that drive became so long, you came to Delhi only. No, we used Achha. to like travel and only listen so to podcasts podcast. on the way. So that's how I sort of like. So you went to Columbia Journalism School. I mean, we had an event in parts of Columbia last year, and what a campus, what a life! I wish <laughs> I had such a. But it's too short, though. The course that I did was only year. nine months. No, it's nine months. You now, don't even get to know. Now you know. I have a view, and I'd like to know what the others think on this. I don't believe journalism can be taught. I've always believed that. And while I think, I mean, I, I don't think education is ever useless, no matter what you study. I thought my economics honors would be useless, but so many things that today that, you know, I, I've realized it, it's helped out a lot. But I want to know, what do you think really journalism schools offer? It will be a disservice if I say that it's true. <laughs> like, it's always better to learn on the job. Uh, I feel like what I got was like a bit of an exposure and uh, good networking. And so I think it's limited to that. But your point is to a large extent true that what you can learn by being on the job is not what you can learn in a journalism school. So right. I do agree to that uh, also, to an extent. I think it depends on where you go to school. I mean. Yeah, but uh, I think you're specifically talking about journalism courses. No, you so if go you... to school as in journalism school. Yeah, okay. go to journalism school. I mean, there are journalism schools which can give you, like she said, networking and stuff. At least that. I mean, yeah, that, it's those, a, it's like a the one I went to, I mean, nothing. <laughs> Just two years <laughs> there and to? a degree at the uh, Kashmir University. Okay. And no, I mean, years, I studied at Hansraj, I mean, which we... I thought was a great Oh, you're not at Hansraj. Oh, okay. Hi. Econ, hi but I've I've been a couple of decades before you. But anyway, so hmm. I mean, I had very amazing teachers. Amazing, like the university life was the greatest time of my life. But I mean, what did you learn about journalism or like the practical skills that yeah. you want to do the job? Zero. Yeah. Right. Also, I'll tell you very honestly, I feel journalism is so fast evolving. Like that question, like the guy who was talking mm. to you, nineteen ninety five to now, it's so fast evolving that I think we are learning, like even people who have spent like a decade in journalism are learning new things every day. So things that I learned back in school is not like, like some of the things are not very relevant right now because the way things are being reported, the way things are breaking, it's very but different. The one thing that, very you know, true. Yeah. I, I don't think I learned anything in college that has, you know, significantly, oh, like medicine, you know, but surgery, you learned how to make or break or do something with your hands or feet or brain. But the one thing that DU teaches you, which I'm not sure how many universities in the country have that, it teaches you to deal with every kind of person. In Delhi University, I was in Hansraj. I don't even, I never even saw my teacher's face. I, I mean, you know, you could give one bottle of old monk and get your admit card and take the paper. Now, apparently, you can't even do that. <laughs> you have to attend class. Uh, and now you have to show ID to get into, enter the college. Yeah. In our time, you know, there used to be, everyone was in every college, there were, there were goons from Chandraval and Timarpur coming, beating up someone here. But what the three years and anyone who's been to Delhi University, you can deal with anybody. You can deal with a Mani Shankaraya type Stephanian and you can deal with Shelly Jatt from, you know, Chandraval. You can handle both. That, I think, is what university, at least DU teaches, North Campus. 
which journalism schools in india do teach you nothing i think oh my god i learned everything terrible. on the job I what, what, what school did you go to journalism school i went to iimc yeah that's right here right yeah <laughs> but i went to the one in odisha same here i went to iimc iimc in thenkanal and foreign now you now i can't complain that's the most prestigious journalism school <laughs> it is not no so it's the worst no one should be right so i went from hansraj to iimc and i felt like i unlearned everything that i had learned <laughs> yeah, in my 3 years i think you unlearn more i became so mind numb like it was painful okay guys and hang on anyway we should go back <laughs> to what we talked trash and organization <laughs> i know please no foreign this is grateful no foreign education i'm against because i never get but to but i didn't things, even say good so things about foreign education that's true i said that <coughs> journalism degree so this is necessary degree. because a lot of people come to these institutions expecting a lot and then they come with these you shouldn't be disappointed when they are out but i always say whenever says now i'm quitting to do 3 years of studies i was like what i said you got a lot of money i mean the only time i would ever think of quitting and doing 3 years was if i had a lot of money which i have never really had in my life but other than that what the fuck are you going to learn in college that i can't learn sitting here unless you're doing medicine engineering so since we have so many academics who are our subscribers we are not scoffing education <laughs> <laughs> you guys are phd's and super phd's we are talk about ba abhi kya seekh liya kaun sa humne teer maar liya koi nahi mara Yes, I remember my mentor and my teacher, my friend Muzamil. So, I like met him while I was a student. He said, "Like journalism student, he's like, now you want to learn journalism? Come to the newsroom. I'll teach you journalism. <laughs> There, you know, you can learn anything." Correct. Okay. Okay. One quick email, and Shelly, please tell us about what you think of the Supreme Court verdict. But before that, just give some context to our listeners as well. Ankit has written a mail saying, "I'm Ankit, an NL subscriber over two years. I'm a regular listener of Hafta, and like the varied." opinions that are discussed i have some views on the caste based promotion which was discussed on the latest hafta i understand the need for caste based promotion and have a f- but have a few reservations no pun intended if enforced caste based reservations in general should be complemented with enhanced investment in the education sector economic development employment growth for college admissions the disparity in cut off what he says is basically a general category student even 96 can't get in and reserved seats with 65 can get in It's very difficult to tell the child with ninety-seven percent that you have not gotten, but this person with sixty-five has gotten. That person will always resent that other guy. So, because there's not enough other opportunities, you're right. Um, you know, and and few recommendations he has is. Uh, quickly about this, I think I made this point last time also. I mean, when when we talk about like say general category students and the others competing, one has sixty five, one has ninety five. The mistake we make is we think they're competing in the same category. They're not. So it's like the example I gave was the boxing. Right. Some people are competing in the sixty five kg category. Some, some in fifty. So let's keep them in those categories. Exactly, yeah. and that's where it comes from. But I think from very early stage, privilege in our country is not taught as privilege. I think that's the biggest it's problem. It's taught as a right. Like I. Uh, I'm aware of people who will not even bother to, you know, acknowledge if someone comes and does something for them, like with a thank you or yes. There is it. How dare this person, you know, want anything? I I have. I just saw this movie on Netflix called Snowpiercer. I think that's what it's called. It's by that Parasite director. Yes, it basically encapsulates basically something that's too big for us to comprehend, like privilege, when you just make it small and. confine it to a train it's easily understood but uh, young nahar has uh, a couple of suggestions the minimum contribution to nl sena project is 2500 not all subscribers pay this amount it should be lower and he thinks our target will be achieved faster 
Okay, we shall try. Maybe we should try it. But the thing is that if you want to give lower, you can subscribe, right? For like a thousand bucks in any case. But then we should have that option there. Okay. As a tab or something, you know. Currently, most of the news and analysis from North India we should diversify and get from Kolkata and the South. Um, and he says collaboration with the News Minute or Telegraph. And we've been talking about it. Yeah, we've been actually. talking about that. And well, he's a, fra- Telegraph. A, and he wants to single out Manisha Pandey for balanced article. Single articul- out. Oh, okay. For good. For <laughs> now for she's good happy. <laughs> <laughs> now she's happy. When she single out, she suddenly looked worried. Balanced, articulate, and unbiased views. The biggest strength of News Laundry, in my opinion, is its general reportage. Most reports simplify complex issues and are easy to follow. Lastly, on Anand Vardhan. I find his articles and views very difficult to follow. His language is very complex, and I would, if he could just articulate his views in simple language for us. <laughs> That's why you Anand. आपकी बात कई लोगों के ऊपर से निकल जाती है जैसे कि मेरे. But खैर थोड़ा simplify करने का कष्ट करें मिया. I am too old to change. If you are too old to change, then I'm probably dead. But Shelly, tell us about this Supreme Court verdict and what is your view? So I will be very honest. I didn't know that. there was no kind of parity between men and women in the indian army i just assumed ki ha sab equality hai wahan pe until this whole government thing came about why the government was opposed to the idea of having women being given the permanent commission and all of that so like their argument was that it is occupational hazard and physiological limitations for women in answering the call beyond duty of the army and also the point that you made uh, right in the beginning of the podcast that uh, men cannot take orders and they are not prepared to and yeah so it clearly says how we are still living in that society and though it feels like everything is hunky dory where it is still so patriarchal that women are not able to get the same roles and same kind of level that they can reach as the men go but yeah what is more interesting is that this order was sort of like it this battle has been going on since 2003 and in 2010 which is like 10 years ago the government uh, the uh, the high court had passed the ruling in favor of having the women get the permanent commission but it was it's only now and even then supreme court had ordered to uphold it but only now it has been made possible that it has gone through So yeah it's pretty unfortunate that that is the center's sort of position when it comes to how uh, women should be looked at uh, but yeah it's a good thing that has happened we actually had gulpanag write about it uh, on the quid and i had never thought about it but she wrote about how she would have joined the army but because she is a, a daughter of an army man she very well knew the kind of uh as in like she it's was it's not a career that would take her yeah, anywhere like right yeah she knew that she would always be at a disadvantage as compared to her male counterparts so that's not a career that she opted for so i'm sure there were a lot of other army kids who like army girls who didn't probably like think of it as a career option because they saw it as a disadvantage now i saw um you know woman police officer i forget you know what position she was she was being interviewed at ndtv and she says this is such a ridiculous thing for the government to say or to assume that I have never had a problem in having my men follow my orders as a cop. I mean I I don't know if that's entirely true but maybe that's her experience. Now as you know commentators or activists one can definitely um express outrage at what the government said. But the point I want to make is that has what the government said untrue. Is it untrue? I don't think it's untrue. They may say that because of this reason 
don't have the law. I mean, the law is right. But and I was just discussing this, Manisha. <clears throat> you know, when I was in uh, news track, and those days when I used to go for a shoot, there were beta cameras or Umatic. In fact, there were some betas, but we were still using Umatic. And in some case, the camcorder wasn't like there was a camera and the camcorder, which means the camera would be separate and the recorder would be separate. There's such big tapes. And it was all, you know, sound recorders, the camera assistants, the guy who'd carry the tripod, the driver. They were typically not from urban public school backgrounds. And I remember I was like 20, 21. They wouldn't have a problem taking an instruction from me, but they would have a problem taking an instruction from a 35-year-old reporter who knew 10 times that I did because she was a woman. And that is a fact that women reporters had to confront because it was an entirely male crew. And... And you know, when you go to shoot, then morale thus ho jata hai. She says, aise frame me karo, aise. Aapko kya pata frame karna? Main camera hoon, aap camera man hai. But he would never say that to a man. And it was a constant point of friction. Now, I understand that it's, the government should say, this is a problem, and we'll fix it. But it's not untrue. I think there will be problems. Men have a problem taking orders from him in our country. And if you're from a rural and uneducated background, the likelihood of you having that attitude is much more. Yeah, it might not be untrue, but then is it right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the diagnosis so, may be right, but their solution is completely, utterly yeah. wrong. I mean that if government is using that as an argument to not let women come forward, then that's a big problem. And they have been able to stop it for a very, very long time. Um, like you said, this isn't just a problem with the army. It's a problem in newsrooms. It's a problem in corporate India. But I think it's criminal that the central point here was that women weren't allowed permanent commission. Even after 10 years of service, if you're still not given permanent commission, I think it's just crazily unequal. What the Supreme Court now is saying is that you can give them combat roles or command and control roles. And I'm not sure about combat roles, but you can give them if command positions. If you position. want, depend, huh, sorry, yeah, not combat, command roles. <laughs> also, this is Depends on the capability, yeah. but that's another matter at all. But not being given permanent commission despite working... For 10 years, it's ridiculous. But I'm surprised that, it's that, ridiculous. Was, that was true for doctors in the army as well? Or were yeah. doctors given? Even doctor, women Everyone, doctors? Even given? in lawyers and um, wow. all this. So That's... I think it's vastly, it's just really... Mm. I mean, this is one and way men to... Will if just you, have to you learn, have a yeah. problem that these kinds right. of problems exist, one way to do it is to do this. To have these structures in place. Like, I mean, this was one of the arguments back in the day for the for reservation also. Because, you know, these people won't, like the marginalized classes and castes, they won't succeed. Integrate. So have know. affirmative action, put them right. there. So take of it course. from there. Yeah. And this is also, I mean, one of the things about the army is also how much power, I mean, these are things that you hear when you're in a camp. The army officer's wife, there's a joke, right? Like the army officer's wife and dogs and kids are as important as the army officer in connection to orderlies, right. uh, you know, having all. So... I don't know. I mean, if you look at it that way, I don't think there are also institutions in the army where a, where a, where a soldier is with a family and has to take orders from the army officer's wife or children. Yeah, and that's unfair. And I, I know it's completely separate, but I, mean, I don't think so it's a good enough reason that they can't take orders from the But again, we are living in the land of Krishna Swarup Dasji of Swami Narayan Bhuj Mandir, who has said that if you're menstruating and you're cooking, you should be born as a Kutri. So, uh, 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 ne, menstruating, cooking, and feeding that food to your husband, then no, you'll no, be no. born as a bitch. No, just, but no. even like no. if you're menstruating and if you enter a kitchen, that's a problem because you'll be born as a bitch in the next world. And if you eat that food, then you're born as a then the husband becomes an ox, ox or something. <laughs> so, yeah. what if you're living Boy. alone huh. and you don't have? I mean, there's nobody to cook for you. What do you do? So that week you don't. I mean, are we really listening to him? No, no, I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> this <laughs> is just. <laughs> no, that's a that's a great that's a great Zomato ad. <laughs> 
the week where you order stay free from Konal Medicos is the week where you order food from Zomato. <laughs> that that should be like the, uh, the, the for, for every order of stay free get one week of Zomato twenty percent. Are you menstruating? <laughs> order from Zomato. Zomato, <laughs> Anand, uh, you uh, have observed the police at a closer quarter than uh, most of us. Why is it that this issue never comes up in the police force, but in the army it does about taking orders from women? Yeah, I will come to that later. But two, three points regarding this uh, Supreme Court order. First is that uh, from 2010 or 12, this has been going on in Supreme Court. The argument of physical strength. Now, this, if you are a commanding role, this does not come on day-to-day basis. That may come in combat roles. You're saying in the police, but, in the police, it doesn't come as a day-to-day basis. Huh, <laughs> means it may come even the reluctance of your subordinates to obey you is more imaginable in a combat situation. Uh, male uh, uh, subordinates that happens in police too. Uh, but I will come to that later. But in matters of direct confrontation or mob control or some encounters, raids. There, that could come. But in normal course, in commanding jobs, uh, uh, just uh, say decision making or giving commands uh, on day to day official work for which the permanent commission was sought and not in combat, it, it, both arguments were thin. It is also important to note that. Uh, the more uh, significant victory uh, in uh, practical terms is for women who didn't want permanent commission but wanted 20 years of um, service to complete for them to avail pension. Pension, right. Yes, yes. So uh, 20 years of service uh, makes you eligible for pension even if you are not going for the permanent commission. Now, in practical terms, it is... I think a more significant thing to note. Now, you see, in police, uh, once you, uh, that is true for army also, once you have decided that you want to do this job, then there should not be any hindrance or discrimination. Now, um, say female students who I teach for civil services, now there is a trend I note that uh, say top rankers go for IAS and IFS. So it means uh, Indian Administrative Service is the top ranker's choice. Then IFS is losing popularity, but okay, after that, this uh, the foreign service. Now, after that, the male students generally opt for Indian Police Service, the IPS. But women, even if they get that rank, there is less number of female students who opt for Indian Police Service they would go for Indian Revenue Service, that is IRS, um, which deals with income tax and excise and this. So, but there are uh, female students who opt for IPS. Once you have decided that you are, uh, you have the passion for the job, then the government should not put more hindrances. So- I see. Uh, yes. So, so uh, now what about yeah. the difference in the police and the army? I think uh, uh, the police culture has a very, you, you can say, it, its obedience is more because the central, uh, say, the chain of uh, command, which in administrative uh, term, the chain of command, uh, it's seen more, say, in day-to-day policing uh, is very apparent and uh, 
so uh, even the obedience to female officials is very spontaneous unless and until you have a very say combat like uh, not combat but you can say confrontation like situation where you sometimes uh, the male subordinates have a tendency to obey the male superiors more because uh, they see that uh, they are more at the front but that may be a prejudice that is uh, that may not be factually correct so because there are outstanding women police police officers too so uh, that may be a you know, you know, I think now, what... coming coming to the combat i think the next step uh, uh, people are not sure I, uh, about the combat role in army now israel has done it since 1955 they have allowed women in combat roles and uh, Germany did it in 2001 and Australia allowed women in all kind of uh, defense roles in 2013 I think so uh, I think the, the next target should be uh, the combat roles though that's a um, contentious issue here yeah. yeah although I do think if they were just it, it has a lot to do with NDA IMA being just male only not just with the students and the cadets but even with the teachers if they just made that coed i think it would solve the problem much faster than anything else that's what i was thinking also i think some of the reasons i mean they're wrapping it up in very grandiose arguments mm. but some of the reasons are petty i mean okay if there are more women here we'll have less kind of a it'll it'll become difficult to rise up for men right. and stuff yeah, like I, that yeah i just think if they mix it up at a much earlier stage then it's just then guys are used used to it yeah also about the this physicality argument i think i mean if you're talking about the officer core it's like redundant because yeah, they don't, they don't really do the actual much. fighting sure. right That's i mean true. so now we'll end with this last issue of aap now that aap has won and arvind kejriwal sang his song at the swearing in hum honge kamyaab ek din man mein hai vishwas pura hai vishwas hum honge kamyaab ek din and aap mla um saurabh bhardwaj for those of you who don't can't identify caste by name that's a brahmin name has organize a sundar kand which is a prayer for bajrangbali and he has more recently said that the ram janmabhoomi trust should also be in the hanuman temple in ayodhya now many people who vote up or had hopes from up saying that they are going on the soft hindutva line and they're saying they are going to turn into another bjp in 5 years so on this i would like the panel's view why don't you go first shelly i mean i almost thought this whole um, hanuman chalisa thing came to them by chance when he was asked about it and he started singing it and then they thought that okay this narrative is working and also with this whole uh, contrast with when he was called a terrorist and then became like main to aapka beta hu so these two things that really emerged as the narrative before the elections i thought it was going to stop there but it didn't so i'm not sure if they'll become a bjp but they are definitely really going for the soft hindutva thing and i don't think it will bode well with the voters in the i mean in the i think about days. the hanuman chalisa thing manisha has a theory that it wasn't spontaneous it wasn't i think i don't think okay what uh, arvin singing being yeah. asked to yeah. sing it i don't think it was i mean it seemed like that from the vote but it could have very well been planted but yeah So so I have uh two things to say. 
वो यू आस्किंग मी और डिड आई जस्ट जम्प इन मैं बताऊँ मैं क्या सोचती हूँ सो आई थिंक वन इज दट आई आई डोंट थिंक रिसाइटिंग हनुमान चालीसा और कीपिंग अ सुंदर कांड इज हिंदुत्वा बाय दैट लॉजिक थ्रोइंग इफ्तार पार्टीज और यू नो दैट्स इस्लामिस्ट सो आई डोंट थिंक प्रैक्टिस एंड वी ऑलवेज हैड इंडियन पॉलिटिशन आई डोंट नो वाई दिस आई डोंट नो वॉट सेक्युलरिज्म पीपल टॉक ऑफ वेन दे टॉक अबाउट इंडिया यू नो पॉलिटिशंस हैव ऑलवेज यूज रिलीजन गांधी बींग द बिगेस्ट बट आई डू थिंक दर इफ सौरभ भारद्वाज कैन होल्ड अ सुंदरकांड देन अमानतुल्ला शुड ऑल्सो बी यू नो इट शुड नो वन शुड फ्राउन अपॉन हिम हैविंग लाइक पब्लिक नमाज ऑन फ्राइडे एवरी फ्राइडे ऑफ द मंथ ऑफ वट एवर और एनी यू नो सॉर्ट ऑफ आई थिंक विल आप सो आई एम नॉट श्योर इफ आप विल गिव अमानतुल्ला दैट स्पेस और इफ देट बी ओके विद दैट सो वन आई थिंक दैट्स अ प्रॉब्लम आई डोंट सी अ प्रॉब्लम विद सुंदरकांड but i think uh, his ayodhya. his stance on ayodhya is quite problematic because look at the guys who have been selected on the panel these are guys who were part of the destruction of babri masjid which was a criminal act yeah. according to supreme court i think a party like aap should be picking up those issues more than saying oh now we want a big hanuman statue and i think this could really backfire for them because if you're going down the bjp route bjp tomorrow will not shy away from saying ki hame kashi mathura mein bhi apna mandir chahiye ya tomorrow if there's a hanuman idol unearth under qutub minar they will not shy away from saying pull down qutub minar and build a hanuman statue they'll go the whole hog what will saurabh say hmm. so i think it's just it's a tricky yeah. i think the ayodhya position is quite problematic or but the sundarkand is not just hmm. having a, a sundarkand every month or having a saraswati puja or like uh, i hmm. think there uh, in bengal mamta is kind of taking over the whole kali puja thing hmm. as you know her weapon against hindutva in bengal i don't think by that that's problematic that, for me yeah i agree with them I and this is a deep this part of the world especially is a deeply religious place i mean that's one of your primary identities so just because you become a public figure you suddenly have to be irreligious that kind of secularism doesn't work in india and that's not expected also complete separation of church and uh, state but the larger point is i mean then you have to see it in context why is this particular chap trying to do it in this particular way after the election because he is trying to i mean it's obvious he is trying to use bjp's sort of narrative against them mm. whether it will be successful whether it's the right thing to do or not that's a, that we'll see going mm. up but the other point manisha was making about this guy is doing this amanatullah khan might not want to do like something similar why mm. not why not that that's talks about a larger problem right. in this country because he is self censoring right like I was talking about earlier. These people have taken that that space. field of ideas, that space, so much that y- y- even when you are doing nothing that's out of the ordinary, you think twice about it how it's going to reflect. So that's a problem. And then the bigger problem when he's talking about installing a Anuman statue, and mm. that's fine. I mean, if they want to do that, what they should be talking about is that the people who demolished the Babri Masjid, they are. On sitting on that board trust. yeah the board. and they have been given the task of re- building the temple and one thing pertaining uh, to amanatullah so before the elections he did a speech where he basically invoked allah and said ki 
protocol of non believers on a country which is teeming with believers that is a kind of inaccuracy that had uh, crept into indian public life and that was bound to get corrected or politi- or some kind of catharsis in political terms and it may uh, sometimes uh, take a back stage sometimes it may uh, take the front stage it may have uh, swinging electoral fortunes but it will stay because this inauthentic division between religion being a private affair in india and not uh, uh, something practiced in public realm is not uh, uh, the everyday experience of indian life right so i you know i do think there is um uh i i don't like to use the word pseudo secularism because it has been twisted into a kind of warp zone i think there's an expectation of public figures who are in electoral politics to display the kind of atheist irrationality that i may although i'm not an atheist but i can display is and a lack of understanding of politics a b strategically i think what they trying to do is they trying to blunt what it worked for them right when he did that whole uh, singing the besura uh, hanuman chalisa hanuman chalisa when uh, what's his name yogi adityanath said chalo hanuman chalisa ga raha hai he made fun of him that there was an immediate backlash against yogi by traditional bjp voters saying that like what the fuck like if someone you don't own it yeah so i think when aap tasted blood on that strategically what they're doing is let us blunt the hindutva weapon once and for all let's claim it that anyone can do the sundarkand but the thing this ayodhya that they've gone down slippery slope i don't think they thought this through and i'm pretty certain some mla or the other and they'll i don't know whether you saw the spokespersons on television saying that mp lad funds have been used no state funds has been used sarab is doing it on his own money and some other mlas may tweet and retweet the sundarkand but sir I think they will get some MLA to do it on every religious function but push a little more on the Hindu functions to blunt the Hindutva ownership of of I want to just say inshallah see they cannot be BJP too many people in the AAP are atheist first of all who who tell us batao <laughs> <Secondly, laughs> that's the end of their career secondly <laughs> secondly too many people in the BJP from the age of 6 have come with this in their head people have walked into aap at the age of like 35 and 40 that can never be the fundamental of their of their politics i just think since there are a bunch of people who are 
ideologically apathetic like they they're not left or right or communist or socialist or capitalist it is a solution oriented approach the plus of solution oriented approaches is that you can quickly roll with the grenades and adjust and blunt a hindutva type thing but like manisha said if they were to go whole hog then where does that leave you and that really that is what they'll become which they're being accused of being bjp's b team basically and also i agree uh, with anand he said i mean if you are a country of believers your representatives will be believers right i mean at least in public because they have to get your vote so they'll at least pretend to be believers which is completely fine where the problem comes is when you use this faith when you use this religiosity as a mechanism to exclude all the others when it becomes state Exclusive, policy correct yeah so and that too in a country with so many faiths so many uh, denominations within a si- single faith so that 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 is where you enter dangerous territory chanting bajrang bali is not a problem but asking other people to chant it to be part of india that's i mean that kind of rhetoric is yeah. and i think i mean at least for now the kind of muslim support that they've got means that they don't view this religiosity as a threat On that note, let's get recommendations. Uh, let's get Shelly's first. Shelly, what would Why you like to recommend that? to enrich the lives of our listeners? Uh, it's okay if I recommend a quaint article, right? Of course. Of course, okay. you can recommend an article, the website, everything. Oh, I recommend <laughs> all of you guys go and check out the quaint. Um, yeah, but um, a colleague of mine who doesn't write very often, but I think whenever he writes, he writes really well. He's written about objectivity uh, that a lot of uh, journalists have to keep reminding ourselves of, but also like sometimes it becomes like a. it sort of like hinders how you want to report and write about things so i thought this article was good very timely uh, we didn't discuss the cctv footages um, right. that came out Genuine. of uh, Sorry, jamia. jamia but yeah the article was written in the light of that and talks about how um, let's not talk about the propaganda journalists on tv but actually look at the uh, actual journalists who are sort of sometimes making the mistake of giving too much credit to objectivity and not actually in the process giving the truth out who's so, the article by it's by my fr- uh, it's by my colleague sahel mohammed so all right anand discuss. your recommendation yes i i have two recommendations uh, first is uh, it's a novel in hindi novel that i read long ago but uh, i was reminded of it because uh, last saturday uh, last sunday the indian express had a profile on him uh that is vinod kumar shuklis it's uh, the novels uh name is uh, nokar ki kameej and uh, uh though it was uh, the profile i mean the profile was not well written like um, means uh, i i find somehow that uh, long form profiles are not well written in express but uh, one thing uh, i uh noticed in that that uh, mr shukla once told his son that uh, he does not replies to criticism or any comment on his work because uh, replying is not a creative and constructive thing now everyone of us is not creative or or uh, constructive but in this age of social media when we live in age of epic replies and reportals and uh, decimating someone i think it had uh, this uh, i have also been thinking about it 
that you need not reply or need not uh, uh, debate everything. Uh, you can discuss things, and that is why discussion should be replaced. Uh, should replace de uh, debates, mm. because debates have fixed binaries that uh, you know there there is an element of predictability that you know what you are expecting, and discussions can throw a lot of other things. So that is one recommendation. If for sake of factual clarity, for conceptual clarity, you can reply to things. But just to say validate your point, replying to everything yeah. is not the way to go about in contemporary discourse. Second recommendation is a book that came last December, uh, that is Galileo's Error by Philip Roth. And uh, I am recommending it because I am constantly now, nowadays occupied with the idea of mortality. That is, uh, means all of us, uh, in a way, are, all of us are going to die. And greatest concern that is unspoken about is somehow untraceable for humans is the mortality and it talks about how to define consciousness. Now, if consciousness is just a very complex electrochemical function of the body, then it will die with the body and you are gone. But then there are other things like whether there is a mind-body duality or there is a kind of... You say Sikhism, that is all, even non-living things have a consciousness, a rudimentary kind of. Now, it's not a spiritual, that is another plane, another zone of inquiry, but from philosophy, which generally relies on logic, and logic may have its flaws because science relies on evidence and experimentation. So it inquires about the different ideas of consciousness, and uh, how, what is the most frightful thing about death is that the body stops, you are gone. You, you, you are discarded that I, I think, therefore I am. The idea is gone and you are gone. So it's an interesting book. Thank you for such uplifting recommendations. <laughs> all our listeners who are ending their week on a weekend. Now we'll, we have just been told you're all going to die, so like fuck it. So because uh, <laughs> so so uh, please, I hope you can uplift with your recommendations, Mehraj. No, because Anand actually reminded me he was talking about death and stuff. So there's this another idea which ties into death is the idea of memory. What does memory mean? How does it shape you? So there's this amazing book uh, by no no. <laughs> Just, yeah. uh, the sense of an ending it's by julian barnes he won the sense booker prize for it yeah it's it fiction? An, um, yeah yeah it's a novel he won an uh, one of this thing for it booker for it amazing amazing book this slim book but worth reading it gives you an idea of what memory is and how we remember things they made a film of it also uh, with bill, bill nahi no the way the same name bill nahi is called right what's the how do you pronounce him that lanky english actor Bill, I don't know, I'm the worst person with okay, names. Anyway, okay. but it's nowhere as good as the book. Anyway, so the other recommendation that I was going to make, which I've already made a couple, bunch of times since like yesterday, hmm. is our own report. Uh, Pratik Goel has done a report from Madhya Pradesh. It ties into what we were talking about, uh, how the people are being evicted in Gujarat. Right. Because more and more, this is becoming a country which is not for the common man, which is not for the 
person who doesn't have privilege or power, economic, social, political. Right. So this story is about a village of, uh, it's called the village of widows. So the story is about, I won't give the whole thing away, but you have to read it. But the, uh, the story is that in uh, Madhav National Park in Madhya Pradesh, there was an Adivasi village which had been living there for generations, hundreds, hundred years at least. And in 2000, the state government threw them out. They said, because whatever, mm. we want to make this safe for anim wild animals and stuff. So you go somewhere else. They didn't have any other choice. They had to go because they came with the police and the guards. Right. They moved them to another place, gave it the the original village was called Balarpur. This they call Naya Balarpur. They promised them we'll give you the all the facilities you need, sanitation, water, everything. We'll give you jobs. We'll give you land. They started giving them land. There are about uh, 100 families. They gave land to 60 of them. And the rest, then they decided that it was forest land, usual bureaucratic oh bungling, God. and they said, we can't give the land so to the rest of the people. Go. Even the other families, the 60 families that got the land, it is barren land. There's no irrigation, nothing. They can't cultivate anything on it. And because they didn't have any job. So every single person Pratik spoke to, and we have quoted, I mean, it was a long story, so we had to cut out some of the voices, but it's still a long one. Every single person, they said, we were happy there. We were content. We didn't have much, but we had everything we needed. Now they brought us here. We don't have anything. They didn't give them the compensation. They didn't give them the land. They didn't give even build proper sanitation facilities. And because they didn't have any jobs, so the men were forced to work in the stone quarries of that place. Right. And because obviously, you know how the condition of minus in this country is, at least 30 people have died from silicosis and tuberculosis, the men. And they have left behind families. It's called a village of widows because of that. So the men so have died pretty off. much wiped out an entire... So this is what happens if you are a... I mean, now imagine, I mean, talk about Gujarat. Right. 80 crore they're spending or one and a half, whatever, hmm. lots of money. Imagine how many homes you can build for those people you are evicting. Yeah. No, in fact, there was the same <coughs> thing happened for during lignite mining in the early 2000 in Gujarat. They had just taken villages, said we'll give you land elsewhere and there's no land there. But yeah, but you know, the thing is that uh, do read this report by our reporter and uh, these kind of reports really cost money because yeah, you can't just do it sitting here. You have to go spend time, talk to at least 10, 15 families. And right now there's an NLSNA project where Pratik only uh, will be going uh, and he'll be spending about 12 to 15 days. Uh, and I spoke about this earlier, this Chhattisgarh's Adivasi prisoners to see how they are treated in this whole cleanup of Maoism. And uh, like I said, it takes two to three weeks to just travel there, then another week, 10 days to write the story. So and unless you guys that, contribute, yeah. we and can't not just do such that, you, It's very rarely you'll find stories like this in the what we call the mainstream, mainstream media. media. Legacy media, you won't, Because right? yeah, there, there are no PRPs with this, there is no yeah. ads with this, so yeah. Yeah. Manisha? Uh, my recommendation is a piece in Spectator, which argues that mediocrity is the biggest problem with today's writing, not so much self-censorship. It's a good piece. I, I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> Being a bore is a bigger sin than... Because I've been like doing... <laughs> because you've been editing. <laughs> editing a lot of work. I mean, some of the big names you see in India, whose pieces you see, if you see their original copies, I mean, you'll run. It's bad. <laughs> So I have another email before I tell you my recommendation. This is from Amitabh Trehan. Congratulations on your anniversary and for the great work you do. Please do a subscribers meet in UK. Cool. Uh, okay, well, I don't know. I'm trying <laughs> How to... How come? Uh, when someone's invited me to speak there at a conference, <coughs> but they said, you buy your own ticket and come. So I'm like, dude, like... <laughs> so anyway, if they can get some, you know, some sponsors to buy my ticket, then I may do a subscriber meet then. Also may travel to Ireland because someone from Ireland has also written. But let's see. 
because uh, yeah, I don't want to spend uh, you know news laundry money to go for a conference. Trump, being the clever negotiator he is, wants India to be labeled as a developed country for economic discussions, so the protection can be weakened. Very clever. Should India be happy to accept itself as developed or not? Having lived in six countries, India, US, Canada, Israel, North Ireland, and England, thanks to excellent education that I received at IIT Delhi, my feelings about what really makes a, con- makes a country developed in- is the empowerment of its individual citizens and the answerability of those in power, which also implies the independence of the police and law enforcement. In Israel, the police is prosecuting its own prime minister for corruption. In the UK, an MP had to resign for being caught travelling first class in the train while having an ordinary ticket. The government's chief whip had to resign and was investigated for a year for calling a security personnel a pleb when the whip was stopped on his way out of parliament. Yes, many come to parliament on cycles. This scandal became known as plebgate because it was later discovered the policemen were lying. Also, there's a strong safety net in these countries for those left behind. Social security, freebies, the capitalist US is more socialist than India. In the US, this change of perception came after the Great Depression, when they realized that for society and economy to function well, those left behind need to be cared for. About the coverage of Delhi elections, it was said, it was often said by many media outlets that BJP was stressing national issues and ARP local ones. I think this was misleading and playing into BJP's narrative. BJP's campaign was only based on religion and divisiveness. If it was based on national issues, they would have tried to convince voters that CN and NRC were good and enumerate the steps that they were proposing to boost the national economy that mm, would benefit Delhi. True, good point. Yeah. And also, I think <coughs> we have been discussing <coughs> Delhi election for a couple of weeks now, but we haven't really talked about the freebies. Everybody talks about freebies. Freebie, yeah. I mean, I don't understand people. This word is so disingenuous. Yeah. It's not free. When you're talking about services being free, they're not free. They're free at the point of use. That means they're being paid for. Also, I mean, if you talk about freebies, well, let's talk about. Th- I th- also, I think we have, you know, we have to then start discussing externalities. You know, when I'm driving my SUV, who bears the health cost for those who are hailing those fumes? Yeah, I think in India, the concept of what is a freebie, what is an externality, who pays the cost, public health, it's too warped and it's forget at a news level even at a policy level the people sitting in parliament don't fucking understand half these concepts yeah again these conversations are driven by privilege i mean in a country where i mean an editor who went to jail for extortion is complaining about freebies come on man yeah <laughs> so my recommendation is a piece in the new york times it's called the great google revolt and the blurb is some of its employees tried to stop their company from doing work they saw as unethical. It blew up in their faces. It doesn't really have a happy ending. But uh, do check it out. It's fascinating. And it makes you kind of realize the kind of power big tech companies have right now. It's as much as a na- nation state. They, this really is fast. one of the biggest talking points in the US elections right now. And, and the thing is that the impunity they do it with knowing that there can be no consequences. Like, you know, you'd think that if they're going to do something that would make them look bad, they'd wait for the whole who how to die down. They don't. And another point is that these people, they try to be like, they all bluster. If you do this, if you make this policy, we'll do this, we'll go away, investment will dry up. It's all bluster. I mean, two examples recently. So Amazon was supposed to build a, some giant headquarters in New York. Hmm. And they said, we'll build it only if you give us three Tax- billion in yeah, subsidies. They, 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 everyone was bidding for Amazon to come there. Yes, Exactly. And then AOC and other people, they said, no, not happening. So this went off. This was off the table. No subsidies. They still came because they yeah, needed that. They need, yeah, and recently, yeah. Apple is saying they'll, uh, these third-party apps, they'll allow them to be made default and all that because there's this huge movement about antitrust 
enforcing antitrust. Just the talk of this is like scaring them so much they are already doing these changes. On that note, uh, we shall leave you with a song because religiosity is in the air. Let's leave you with a religious song. And uh, do tell us if we too are doing soft religiosity. <laughs> we can play, uh, have you heard Rajan Sajan Mishra? I must have. Oh, you don't we can play their better uh, still let's sing it their Sankat Mochan song we can't oh, sound God, worse no, than Kejriwal no we can't no, sound worse beautiful. than that it's beautiful they're actually very but why, it's a beautifully you, but why, why a Hindu prayer why can't we play something because else because we were talking about Hanuman and all that okay and so Rajan Sajan Mishra's Maybe rendition related. of Sankat Mochan is really beautiful actually I used to listen to it as a kid because my father used to play it sing it no I can't they're really <laughs> <laughs> this and that uh, who's the other lady there's another lady Carnatic musician, you should know. She's Tamilian. <laughs> With a really <laughs> what a what a completely uh, North Indian media thing to say. She's Tamilian, so I should know. I'm Mr. Lakshmi. Ha, yes. Subravadam. Nay. Bharj Govindam. Okay, but but Jana Subravadam. Yeah. One part of my family <laughs> doesn't want Ms. Lakshmi to play at home. Why? Because the, my, my mother. No, no. No. But the Tam side only. Because they said this this should have been the soundtrack when Poolan Devi was being raped because it underlines Brahmin privilege. I don't, I didn't understand because oh, wow. I, I heard this debate when I was very young. Hmm. Uh, well, not very young. Uh, when when was it released? Uh, Bandit Queen? 90? When I was in college. Uh, probably when I was in I school or college or whatever. So, um, yeah, but yeah, the, uh, but when I was young, Janus Subrabadnam used to play at home all the time. On that note, do remember to subscribe to News Laundry, pay to keep news free, because when the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers are served. Write in to us with your comments and critique on contact at newslaundry.com. I repeat, contact at newslaundry.com. I learn a lot from your emails. I learn a lot from your critique. And uh, I would really appreciate a lot more of that coming. If you have any abuse to leave, we have three wonderful people here <laughs> who are on Twitter. You can just leave the abuse on the Twitter timeline. Until next time, thank you for coming, Shelly. Thank A you. Pleasure. Thank you for having thank me. You. Thank Thanks, you. Anand. Take care. Have fun. Enjoy weekend, guys. Bye. Bye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.